Well, we've all heard of the Nobel Peace Prize. It's the supreme award given for the greatest contribution to the betterment of mankind, to serving humanity. Now, there's other Nobel Prizes as well for outstanding contributions in the area of areas of arts and sciences. But there's a little-known story about the Nobel Prize that you may not have heard. You see, Alfred Nobel was a Swedish chemist who made a fortune uh, selling explosive. He created this formula, invented this type of explosive, and sold that formula to governments so they could make weapons. They could have ammunition. Well, one day, Alfred Nobel's brother died. And a paper ran an obituary on Alfred instead of his deceased brother. Well, Alfred read this obituary, and he was shocked at what he read. The paper said that this was a man that had made a fortune because he was all about death and destruction. Well, that just shook his world. And Alfred made a decision right then that he did not want his life to be known as one that was all about his kingdom and all about death and destruction of many kinds. He instead used his fortune to begin and continue on with the Nobel Prize. All about life, all about service to humanity. That's quite a decision that Alfred made. We're in the third week today of a four-part series called I Love My Church. We're looking at the mission statement of Christ's community, which is to make passionate disciples of Jesus Christ who are belonging, growing, serving, and reaching. We're talking about serving. Now, the last two weeks, Pastor Jim has talked about belonging and growing, the first two marks of a disciple. And I thought it was interesting that last week, as Pastor Jim talked about growing, he couldn't help but talk about serving. Because as 1 Corinthians 8.1 says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. See, when you love someone, you, you serve them. You build them up. You know, you serve your friends. You serve your family. You serve your kids and your spouse. At least you're supposed to. I, I did hear the story about a really sick husband who went to the doctor's office with his wife. And the doctor ran some tests and came out with the test results and pulled the wife aside. And she said, your husband's got a rare form of anemia left untreated. He's going to die. However, you know, there is, uh, you know, there is a, an antidote to this. It's just a lot of rest and nourishment. So the doctor said, here's what I need you to do. I need you to take your husband home, give him three home-cooked meals a day, Wait on him hand and foot. Don't let him do anything for himself that you could do for him. And then, you know, his immune system's going to be real low. Be real low so you need to make sure your house is spotless. You have any questions? The wife said, no, I don't have any questions. He said, okay, do you want me to tell him? Do you want me to break the news to him? And she says, no, I'll do it. So they walked into the room with the husband. The husband said, how bad is it? And the wife said, well, the doctor says, you're going to die. <laughs> She didn't get it. She didn't get that when you love somebody, you serve them, you do whatever you can for them. But the Bible gets it. The Bible talks a lot about serving. I mean, look at the life of Jesus. Here are the Jews expecting a Messiah, the great and strong and powerful king. 
Well, the reality was is that Jesus was a king, and he was great and powerful, but it was a different definition than what the Jews were expecting. But it's the same definition that applies to you and to me today as followers of Christ. It's the definition that we find in Mark. Let me read this for you. 10, 43, and 45. Whoever wants to become, your, become great among you must be your servant. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, not only in the life of Jesus, we also see throughout the Bible, but in particular, Paul talks a ton about serving. He says, look, you guys, you are free. You're free in Christ. But don't use your freedom to build up your own kingdom for your own benefit. Use your freedom to serve one another out of love. Here's what he says in Galatians 5. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Alfred Noble had a choice to make. Was he going to continue to build up his own kingdom and make as much fortune as he could? Or was he going to use his fortune and use his life for maximum impact with the days that God had left for him? He chose the latter, and it changed his entire future, and it changed history. I wonder if God's asking you to make some sort of decision for maximum impact with the days you have left this very day. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Tom Mexivan. Tom, come on out. Tom made a decision a couple of years ago to begin to serve. And he may not have the notoriety of Alfred Noble, but I think after you hear some of Tom's story here, you understand this guy's a server. So Tom, uh, tell us. Um, yeah, let's shake hands here. There we go. Good. Right, Thanks for being out here, Tom. Tell us, uh, where do you serve around here at Christ Community? Sure. Um, I serve as a 20s community group leader. Um, I also serve at Kids World and Cup of Joy. He's got all the bases covered, leadership and kids and, and serving coffee. That's awesome. Uh, now, a couple of years ago, you had something pretty traumatic happen in your life that led to a real passion for serving. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, a few years ago, my father died of uh, cancer. And uh, for a while, I was really struggling um, with his death. And, but through God's grace and, and mercy, I was able to overcome it. And um, because of that... Um, I want to honor God, so I decided to um, serve in his name. Wow, that's awesome. So your, your dad's death, God gave you the strength to make it through that, and you want to give back. And I just think of how God and his grace has been so generous in all of our lives, and there's really this obedience factor, this, this uh, reciprocal element to, uh, to serving as a part of that. Now, uh, let me ask you this. How did you first get started serving, Tom? What did that look like? Uh, well, actually, it was fun. I first served at... Um, at Easter service, um, um, a couple of joy with my brother, and it was really, really fun. Get to meet a lot of great people. So, all right, good old brother grabbed you, pulled you along. Exactly, so, actually, yeah, it was, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I'll tell you, we'll see in a little bit here. That's actually the number one way that people serve around here is getting uh, tapped on the shoulder. So now there are a lot of people here that are serving regularly already, but there's some that aren't quite there yet. What would you say to those that aren't serving yet? What would be your words of wisdom to them this today? I'll say try it out, um, start out slowly, uh, maybe try um, serving at Second Saturday, um, but the experience will definitely um, um, change you for the better. All right, try it out. Good. Give Tom a hand, would you? Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it.
All right. Well, Tom made a decision uh, to serve around here at Christ Community. When we talk about serving at Christ Community, we typically talk about three things, serving in the church, serving in the community, and serving internationally. Now, uh, today we're going to be talking about two of those things, serving in the church and serving in the community, and then we're going to touch on serving internationally uh, next week. But I'm not going to, you're not going to have to hear me just uh, by myself here over the course of the rest of our time this morning. I want to introduce a couple of our uh, staff people, our point people in these areas of ministry to come out and join me. So would you welcome to the stage uh, Eric Lichty, who is our Connections Pastor, and Larry Stratton, our Community Impact Director. All right. Morning. Good morning. Well, Eric, um, I want to start with you. Uh, as we talk about serving, and the first uh, uh, outline or the first opening in your outline is uh, what is serving? Uh, what is that? What is serving to you in regards to the church, you personally, and for us as a church? When we talk about serving, what, what does that look like for you? That would be my joy, Eric. In fact, uh, my wife, Denise, and I moved to St. Charles and began attending Christ Community Church in 1991 when our children were five and two. My son, Jonathan, is now 28, and my daughter, Kristen, <laughs> is 24. You are old, my friend. <laughs> I have earned that comment. <laughs> well, anyways, we started attending Christ Community Church because we found it a place where we could enthusiastically invite our neighbors and where, quite frankly, we could kind of roll up our sleeves and begin serving around here. And we're not the exception at Christ Community Church. This church has a very rich history and heritage in volunteerism, and it runs really, really deep. So for the benefit of those of you who may be recent attenders here in our audience across any of our four campuses, I wanted to give you a little visual picture, help you capture for a moment what is the current volunteer environment like at Christ Community? How many are people are serving in the church? So in a moment, I'm going to call out some of our regular serving opportunities that we have here at church. And if you're currently serving in that area at any of our campuses, I'm going to ask you to stand and remain standing. And then we're going to be adding some other areas of service as well. So down through the years, Denise and I, as volunteers, have had the privilege of holding babies in the nursery and teaching kids' world. So if you happen to serve anywhere in children's ministry, would you please stand like I'm doing now? Right here afraid. in St. Charles? Don't yep, everybody. Barlet, this is an all-play. Yep, all campuses. There you go. So you're all standing. Awesome. You're going to be standing the longest, all right? So Awana, <laughs> kids' world, children's ministry, you're all standing. So uh, I've also donned an orange, and now I think they're lime green caps and directed traffic, welcome people at the door, uh, help people find their seats. These are our first impressions, so if you serve anywhere as traffic team, ushers, greeters, please join these folks. Yep, get standing, and you keep remain standing. We have welcome center, after service prayer, anyone in first impressions, info counters, join them. Wonderful. Uh, student ministry. If you serve in student ministry, join these volunteers. You're going to see people serving in student ministry. Genesis for middle school. That's actually my wife's favorite age group. I've done house groups. Yeah, <laughs> Pete is clapping here. Crazy one. All right. Crazy one. Uh, and student ministry for our college is Crave. So everybody in student ministry, join these volunteers. 
Community groups are huge at Christ Community. If you serve as a community group leader or an apprentice or a host home, please stand up, join these folks, all community group leaders across all of our campuses. Yep, keep joining them. Denise and I have led community groups, Financial Peace University. If you're in Care Night, you lead a lot of small groups there as well on a weekly basis. That would be wonderful. Then, believe it or not, a few years ago now, I was on the vocal team. You're all laughing. The standard, that was mean. Yeah, praise this, God for a higher standard. Praise yeah, God for higher yeah. standards. So uh, <laughs> we have a huge creative arts team that serves around here. I've turned on lights and sound, advanced worship slides. So if you serve band, vocalists, cameras, lights, sound, set up staging, please join these folks as volunteers who serve in creative arts. Buildings and facilities. Big avenue around here. I've filled up baptismal tanks. Denise and I have washed windows. We've painted classrooms, trimmed hedge, mowed lawns. So anybody who serves in buildings and facilities, would you join these volunteers and stand? And then I'm sure I've missed some people. So if you serve around here in our church on a regular basis, would you join all these volunteers and stand up? Maybe it's medical response teams, security teams. See all these volunteers. Look around. Wow. This is our That's serving awesome. environment. Would you give awesome. them a hand? Yeah. Give each other a high five. It's amazing. You can have a seat. Way to go, you seat. guys. Yeah. yeah. So why? Why in the world do all these people around here engage in serving in the church? Well, the Apostle Paul, who knew a thing or two about serving, gave us these important instructions in Romans chapter 12, verse 5. I want you to look at your screens, if you would. It says this. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. We're many across all four of our campuses, but we're one church. We're one body. And each member, this is the key phrase, belongs to all the others. Do you know that the only way to break our natural bent towards selfishness and self-absorption is to realize and experience the joy of serving one another because we belong to each other? And here's your fill-in-the-blank for your outline. Here's the truth. We are all better together. Mm. We're better together. We really are. Wow. I wish you had some energy and passion for serving, <laughs> Eric. So if you could work on Sorry. that, that would be great. Sorry. Decap. Decap. <laughs> all right, Larry, we just heard from Eric about what serving the church means to him and to us at Christ Community, but it's not just about serving within the four walls of the church. It's, uh, we're also huge into serving in the community. So what does that mean for you, and what does that mean for us as a church? Yeah, first of all, let me just say something to all of you who may have still been seated and saying, wait a second, I am really involved in the community. I have a regular serving thing that I'm doing. Uh, we, that's a whole thing. Eric was focused on what happens within these walls of the church, and there's tons of opportunities there, but there are even more opportunities outside in the community. And we take... You don't have to stand, by the way. Yeah, so. yeah we, you guys are working hard already, so just relax, be seated. But um, we take our cue from Jesus. We feel that's probably a that's, pretty good place to start. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, in Matthew 5, the, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says this, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, it's exciting around here at Christ Community Church when we see that happen. Here's what we believe. We believe that God has placed 
Christ community right here, and we serve about nine to 10 distinct communities. We believe God has placed us here at this moment in history Mm -hmm. to be salt Mm -hmm. and light to the people that are in our communities. And it's so cool when we see that happen. Some of you that may be uh, new around here the last several years, um, we're celebrating our 30th anniversary, as you know. And if we look back at our history, about the first two-thirds of our history at Christ Community Church, we were focused on building up our church. We were focused on uh, getting people in that didn't know God and, and teaching them about God. We were focused on building ministries that we could effectively help people grow. Uh, and, and, and that was great. But about 10, 12 years ago, our leadership made a very uh, distinct and strategic decision. We wanted to be more externally focused. We wanted our church to turn from inward to outward and really go out into the community and out into the world. We believe this, and it's based on that Matthew 5 uh, passage, that good deeds lead to goodwill, which leads to the good news. That's good. Yeah. Isn't that good? Yeah, we think it's really, it's really good. And that's what Jesus showed us. So in these past 10 years, when we've really been more outwardly focused, some awesome things have happened. We have seen thousands of you, thousands of people at Christ Community Church take part in, in projects, community projects out there through Great Day of Serving. Some of you remember that. Super Second Saturday, Second Saturdays, that kind of thing. Thousands of projects being done, thousands of people being impacted by that. We've, we've invested over $2 million, well over $2 million, with our community impact partners and with community impact ministry over that, over that time and really made an impact there. And additionally, hundreds of you are involved in personal ministries like mentoring or like jail ministry or like adoption or being a safe family or a foster family or feeding the hungry or uh, helping the homeless, those kinds of things that you're involved in in a regular way. What's really cool, you guys, is when we see what can happen when the church moves from being inwardly focused to outwardly focused. That's awesome. That really is our calling as the church and our calling as Christ followers. And, and the way we're living that out in obedience, and all of you are as well, is, uh, is incredible. Now, Eric, one of the things I love to do in going to all four of our campuses is hearing stories about serving. So I think you got a story about a family in uh, Blackberry, Blackberry Creek, that are serving. So tell us that. And then also for those that are wondering, how do you get plugged into serving in the church around here? Share that with us, please. That would be my joy. The Burke family, let me introduce you to them. They're from Montgomery, Illinois. They started attending Christ Community Church in 2003 at our St. Charles campus. And then in 2007, when our Blackberry Creek campus became part of our church family, they said, man, this is a lot closer to home. We can belong, grow, serve, and reach a lot better close to home. So they started serving. I have a picture that I'm going to describe for them and show you how they serve left to right. We'll start with Mom Deb. She's a worship leader and also a keyboardist. Next to her is her son, Kellen, who loves kids. He serves in Kids World midweek. He serves in Kids Zone. And in the summers, he can't get enough of kids, so he serves in summer camp for kids. (laughs) Uh, Right in the middle is Trevor. Trevor loves and serves kids as well, but he's really gifted in the technical arts. And so he does a lot of things with media, uh, lights, and he's a really great sound engineer and mixer. Uh, Next to him is his big brother, Ty. He's a sophomore in college. 
And like a lot of college students, he loves coffee. Amen. Uh, it probably gets him through all the assignments, but he comes back to serve at Cup of Joy on the weekends, and he also does a lot of vocals. And then the patriarch on the far right-hand side is John, affectionately known as Burke at our Blackberry Creek campus. He worked in the reality television show business, producing shows for a number of years, but he'd come home on the weekends to produce some of our services, and he said, our family gets no greater joy than serving Jesus together. That's cool. So moms and dads, we just want you to know that serving as a family is one of the most strategic priorities that you can engage in to help develop your family's love for God and love for others. And here's a simple tr truth that the Burke family, as well as all of us who serve, have learned. And it's this. There is nothing, and I'd love to break that word nothing down for you. There is no thing. There's absolutely nothing more deeply satisfying in all of life than serving Jesus with everything you got. That's right. I want you to know that money can't buy a personal achievement like a promotion or a raise or straight A's or get designated, you know, all tournament team. None of these, none of these can outperform the deeply soul-satisfying smile of God mm. that you experience on your life when you're serving others mm. and serving God. Uh, let me get really, really practical as you asked how can people begin serving around here? Well, the very first thing you need to know is this. You need to know, number one, we need you. You might have saw across all four of our campuses, hey, there's a really strong volunteer. The fact is we need you. We have over 550 volunteer serving spots in our church across all four campuses wow. every weekend. Over 1,300 every week that need to be filled. So we need That's you. It's a huge number. It's a huge number. And you want to know what? Uh, those of you who are in Christ, you belong to us. We read that in that scripture passage, so don't hold out on us. You've got skills, abilities, experiences that the body of Christ needs, so we need you. And the flip side of we need you is you really need to serve because it really helps you grow. And I found down through the years that people tend to take two different approaches when it comes to serving. The first approach is a really cautious approach, and I kind of pictured in my mind's eye like an Olympic diver. You know, these people who are cautious about serving, they climb the 10-meter platform, you know, and they kind of get out onto the edge, and they look over the pool of serving opportunities, and they got to visualize in their mind all the flips, twists, and turns because they want to make a perfect 10, no-splash entry, you know, into the pool of serving. Well, that's one approach. I don't recommend that approach. I've got a second approach to start serving. It's called this. Hey, you. Everybody, into the pool. <laughs> Jump right in. Start serving. Find an area where there's a need and where you have an interest and begin serving. If it's not a good fit, you're not going to be stuck there. You've seen how Denise and I, we've moved all around the pool of serving over the years. Now, I've in done belly flops, that's for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. not a pretty picture. <laughs> Erase that image from your mind. <laughs> So keep moving. Everybody in the pool. Everybody, Everybody into the pool. Uh, because the reality is when you get in, you'll find that sweet spot once you start serving. Uh, 
I found that there are four ways that people generally get connected, and we've got a little pie chart that we're going to be showing you. By far and away, the number one way that people get connected to serving is through a personal invitation. 73% of people who are serving right now were invited personally. How does this work? If you're a current usher or greeter at any of our campuses, we had that turn and greet moment a little bit earlier in our service. If you ever greet someone and they're really winsome and engaging, you go, you're good at this. Come join me next week. You know, you can shadow me, be part of my team. Those of you who are in kids world or student ministry, you know the impact that's being made for Christ as you serve. Call your community group teammates to come join you. That's how that personal invitation works. But if you've been here for a while and you haven't received that personal invitation to serve, we've got three other ways that people connect to serving around here all the time. Number one is people self-identify. They go find a volunteer. They go find a staff member and say, hey, I'm kind of interested in this area. How do I get connected to serving? Or people will respond, you got your weekly welcome, periodically we have a hot list of needs that are there, people respond to those. And a real simple way is to go onto our website at ccclife.org, uh, you can hover over the get involved menu, push down to the serve in the church, you see me doing this with my finger, I imagine myself on my iPad, all right? You hit serve in the church. As you do that, you can pick a campus, an age group, any interest. You don't even have to fill in all three. You can just say, find me some opportunities. When you find those opportunities, there'll be a listing of things that kind of match your interests. You can read the description. You go, I love that. Get connected. Fill in your contact information. All you have to do is submit it, and that's the way that you get connected around this place. It's really, really that easy to get into the pool. And I want you to imagine with me just for one moment, what if everybody in here, across all of our campuses, began serving? Imagine that. I want you to know, it would change your personal life. You've seen how it changes families. It'll change the community. It'll change the world. So I urge you, come join us. There is nothing like serving Jesus. Mm, wow. That's awesome, Eric. Maximum impact for sure. Uh, one of the additional things I want you to uh, realize about serving is that there's different levels of, of expectations and requirements. For some of our serving positions here in the church, they require as little as like a, an hour a month, while others require several hours a week. And the same applies to your walk with Christ. Some of our opportunities are for anyone. If you're kicking a tire spiritually or a spiritual explorer or seeker, you know, there's places for you. Uh, while other positions would require that you're living a biblical lifestyle. Now, if you're thinking of leadership, in all cases, our leadership positions require being a Christ follower, living a biblical lifestyle, and also being a member of Christ's community church. So our staff team can talk to you more about any particular interest area you have or specific positions. So you can see these guys that are going to be available. There'll be people available at all of our campuses, um, or feel free to contact any of our staff. Well, Eric, uh, thanks for talking about serving within the church. And now, Larry, uh, the third uh, point we have for our, our message today is serving in the community. So tell us more about how people can get plugged in and what it looks like to serve in the community here. Yeah, you know, we've talked uh, about how we all have different gifts. And when you think of the body of Christ, it's made up of different body parts and uh, how when they all come together, some really good things happen. Well, that's true for our church, Christ Community Church. But it's also true in the community. 
the reality is, in each of our communities, there are a lot of believers, and there are Christian organizations, parachurch organizations, uh, there are other churches that have real strengths, and I just, I want to say this to all of us collectively, God doesn't expect us to do it all, mm-hmm. just right. all yeah. ourselves. So Christ Community Church doesn't have to create every ministry, we don't have to own everything, but we do have to create and own what God leads us to do, what he calls us to do. And he's called us to do some really exciting things. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, About six years ago, we stepped back and kind of evaluating our outreach to the community and to the world and and kind of said, um, we feel like we're doing a lot of stuff, but a lot of that stuff is project-oriented. You know, we'll go for a day and we'll do some things and it's, it's all great, but we weren't as invested relationally with people. Uh, and, and, and we didn't feel like we're making as much of a long-term impact as we'd like. So we started looking for organizations that we could partner with that would help us do that. We found one organization called Kids Hope USA. And that's an organization that has a, a, has a, a philosophy that is uh, pairing one church with one elementary school, one adult mentor with one child, one hour, one time per week. And we thought, you know what, we can do that. And they didn't have much of anything going on in the Chicago land area. And they said, would you guys be willing to kind of pioneer this out in the western suburbs? And we thought, yeah, we would. And we had two pioneer volunteer leaders, Mimi and Rhonda, that said, I love kids. I've got a passion for this, especially kids that are at at risk or in need. So we said, let's do this. Well, Christ Community started six years ago with three elementary schools that we partnered with. And we thought, man, there's such a need in this whole area. And God really put it on our hearts and Kids Hope hearts to say, how do we expand this to other churches? Well, over that time, we've, we've been able to meet with uh, school superintendents and other pastors and say, you guys, let's do this. And there's a, there's a fallacy out there that some of us have believed the lie that the public school doesn't want the church in there. That is just not true that they want us in there badly because when you take salt and light into the schools, something good happens. Well, that started happening. And today in the Fox Valley area, there are 30 elementary schools partnered with churches in in our area, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In the Chicagoland area right now, Kids Hope has over 100 elementary schools partnered with churches where salt and light. But, you know, there's way more to do. So we're encouraging other churches to to do that thing. That's just an example of how we can partner. In in community impact here at Christ Community Church, we uh, we consider our job to be two primary things. Mm -hmm. First is to build bridges. Mm -hmm. Second is to build on-ramps. Let me talk about bridges first. When you build a bridge, it, it takes you from one place to another place that previously you maybe couldn't have gotten to or it certainly wasn't convenient to do. And in Community Impact, when we build a bridge, that means building a relationship with an organization or with a neighborhood where it allows us to walk across that bridge and them to walk back where we have relationship. We can learn about people, who they are, what their needs are, and, and, and they can learn about us, that sort of thing. Uh, we build bridges through what we call partnerships. And at each of our campus, we have several partnerships with community organizations. You can see some of those on the screen. Um, these are organizations that are already doing great stuff. They just need more people, more resources, maybe financial resources, maybe uh, going back and forth on ideas, and it's been our privilege to do that. The, the second thing uh, we call on-ramps. 
we all know what an on-ramp is like. When you, when you go on the on-ramp, it helps you access that road safely and, and easily. Well, around here, on-ramps are, we, we have three different kinds of on-ramps. And, and we, first of all, we believe this. We believe that most of you listen in the weekend services, and when God calls you to serve, you really want to serve those in need. Um, but it's not always that easy. You want to be obedient, but it's like, well, I can't figure out the time. I don't know what to do. I don't it's know hard. where to go. Yeah, who it's are hard. the people? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Well, that's what our job is, to help do that. So around here, we have three on-ramps. The first one is Second Saturday. When's that? The, um, it's <laughs> on the... Se- you got to break it down for Rogers. <laughs> it's on the second Saturday, ah, I'm glad you asked, of every month. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate The second that. Saturday morning. And uh, what we do at each of our campuses, we have project leaders that go out and figure out projects with our community partners and around the community. They put those projects together, and they, we put them online. So you can go online a couple weeks ahead of time. You can pick what project suits you, what fits your family. Sign up for that. Show up at your campus. You serve, you're back by noon and on your way. It's simple, it's easy, and, and most of the work is done for you. You get a chance to meet other people, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is what Eric talked about a little, the second on-ramp. Eric talked about the Serving Finder, our online tool. Um, you can use that as well for serving opportunities in the community. And you guys, I would say this is your chance. If you want to get plugged in to a meaningful, regular serving opportunity where you're connected with a person in need or with an organization that serves people in need on a regular basis, this is a great way to do it. You go there and instead of clicking on in the church, you go down one and it says in the community. Click that and you'll see by category uh, all of our community partnerships and each individual serving opportunity. You just sign up there, someone will get in touch with you, and you can get started uh, doing that. The last on-ramp is through community groups. Many of you, I would guess most of you, are in a community group. And we feel like, you know, we talked about good, good deeds leads to goodwill, leads to good news. Well, we also believe that good friends leads to good deeds. When we're together with our friends, you know, the Hebrews talks about spur one another on to love and good deeds. And that's how we encourage each other. So if you're in a community group, you can encourage each other to find a project and do it. The last uh, two summers in June, we've done a super second Saturday. And it's, uh, we do a thing called Love Your Neighbor, where we, en- we encourage all of our community groups to find a project, maybe a neighbor, a friend, or a relative that has a s- significant need, and figure out a way that your group creatively can Serve meet that, that need. It's really a great opportunity because there may be somebody who doesn't know God. Maybe they're far from God. But when you serve them, something happens, and it opens up a door. So we've, in fact, said to our community groups for Super Second Saturday, hey, we'll give you 200 bucks to get you started on whatever project that is. Last year, we gave out over $15,000 to do projects on Super Second Saturday. This year, I'd love to give out $30,000. I don't don't care about my budget, uh, (laughs) just just so you know. It'll come out of Eric's. Eric, okay, I like that. Yeah, but, but a great way to get plugged in and to serve. You guys pick an on-ramp and figure out a way that you might get connected. I, I haven't really talked much about the people that, are, that we are serving, but there are people all over. You may not see them, but, but they're there uh, in our communities that have deep, deep needs, people, people that have needs. And this is our opportunity to do that. Something happens, you guys, when we serve someone in need. Often we think, well, the poor really need the church. Yeah, 
But you know what? The church really needs the poor. Because, you know, Jesus said, when you do it to one of the least of these, it's as if you've done it to me. And something changes in us when we serve those in need. And, and like Eric said, that's what we, what we want to do. You maybe <clears throat> remember uh, a few months ago in the fall, Pastor Jim did a, a message on serving the poor. And he talked about that little story about the, the starfish and the little boy who was picking up starfish on the beach and the guy that came by and said, hey, that, you're not going to make a difference. He said, made a difference for that one. You guys might be looking at serving in the community and the vast needs that are in our community and in our world and saying, I can't make a difference, but you can make a difference for one. And I would challenge you, do for one what you'd like to do for all. That's really good. And I'll tell you what, we are making a difference as a church in our community. I actually want to read a short paragraph here from a letter that Pastor Jim received from the director of one of the ministries at one of our community impact partners. Uh, he writes this, I want to also encourage you that we often see a difference in Christ community volunteers and in our donors who are members of Christ community. We often see donors and volunteers from Christ community have an extra gift of generosity and an extra measure of grace and humility as they serve. This is something that I believe is a great hallmark of your body of believers. I know that this is a result of the culture of Christ-centered service and generosity that you have developed within the body of Christ community. And, and that truly is who we want to be at Christ community. We want there to be a culture of Christ-centered service and generosity. Around here, we don't want the question to be, are you serving somewhere? We want the question to be, where are you serving? So there's an assumption that we're all serving somewhere, we're all being a part of this movement and this culture. And uh, what I want to do right now is give you a couple of minutes of opportunity to think, to pray. You know, God, what is it that you're speaking to my heart about this morning that is a next step for me in making the greatest contribution I can for the betterment of the kingdom? What is that for, for you? What is God speaking to you about? We're actually going to watch a two-minute video. And as we watch that video, contemplate and pray. And then I'll talk about some next steps when we come back. Take a look.
This past week, we celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and uh, maybe uh, like many of you, I read a bunch of his quotes. How awesome it was to read those, so many of his quotes, but one that stood out to me from Martin Luther King Jr. was this, all of us can be great because we all can serve. And for those of you that are serving right now in the church and our community on a regular basis, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the movement. Thank you for being a part of a culture of generosity and serving. For those of you that aren't on board yet, let me just encourage you, jump in the pool, get on an an on-ramp, and come and join. Join the fun. Join the opportunity. Make the most of the days that you have left on this earth by serving God. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take up our gifts and offerings at all of our campuses here in just a minute. And as we do that, I just want to encourage you to be thinking about how do I use my time, talents, and treasures for the sake of the kingdom? And uh, let's be thinking about that as we listen to this next song.